Hello everybody and welcome back to the Beyond the Pitch podcast, season 1, episode 14. Now this week's episode are clips compiled from the live stream that I did Thursday evening, the 6th of Mar- uh, April. Uh, so if you missed it, no worries, here it is for you. Uh, but if you do ever want to watch the the podcasts live, come along to the Twitch, Beyond the Pitch on Twitch. It rhymes nice for your memory. Uh, it'll be linked below as well. All you have to do is click that follow button. It's completely free. Uh, and we're live multiple times a week doing lots of different things. There'll be things on there that you don't hear on the podcast. And we do um, you know, exclusive episodes for the Twitch. And sometimes we do exclusive episodes for the podcast, just like we did on... Monday, if you haven't listened to that episode, fantastic episode, had a great guest, talked about all the managerial changes, uh, which we mentioned slightly in this podcast. So uh, enjoy, subscribe, follow, rate the show five stars, uh, and enjoy the episode. Now Tuesday, it was exclusive to Spotify and Apple and all of the other ones. Not on here, though. I had a guest, had a very, very good guest. We chatted about all the managerial changes that's going on um, in the Premier League at the moment. We are now... I want to say 13 managers have been sacked this season. And Chelsea have had two. Let's turn down this music a little bit. Chelsea have had two. Uh, I thought David Moyes was going to go last night. I mean, I guess we can chat about that a little bit. Um, We'll come up to it at some point. But yeah, I thought David Moyes was going to go. I thought it was the end of the road for him. I mean, he, he surely has to. If they have another bad win like that, bad win. That's just not even a thing, is it? Bad loss. In losing, what was it, 5-1 to Newcastle in the end is horrific. And it's not great for Man United. Uh, why am I so low down? That's well known. Is my desk at the right height? There you go. Let's bring you down a little bit. You're a bit high. Um, yeah, Newcastle just above Man United. They've got like a 20 goal difference advantage on us, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're never going to overturn that. Um, I think we're playing Southampton one more time or Bournemouth one more time. Which would be great. I mean, that's our only pot chance for like a 9-0 win, which isn't going to happen because we're not Liverpool. We can't do that to Southampton uh, and we're not City. Um, so I don't think that's going to be turned around. So we really need Newcastle to start dropping some points. Um, and thank you to West Ham for not helping out with that. So appreciate that a lot. But uh, as we're chatting football, we'll get straight into the Frank Lampard situation. Now, if you haven't heard, if you've been sleeping under a rock and... Beneath, above that rock is just a whole nother rock. Um, Frank Lampard has been appointed as caretaker manager at Chelsea, which, don't worry, we're all thinking the same, is completely absurd. Unless you're a Chelsea fan, and then there's a potential, uh, potential, there is a potential, that you're very excited because of he's just such a club legend. Now, he's already been sacked from Chelsea once. I'm going to say like two years ago. I feel like it was yesterday. Um... And he knows the squad. He knows the guys, you know, uh, in the staff room. He he knows all the staff. He knows literally everyone in the kitchen. He knows the cleaner, probably. I don't know if he does or doesn't. Um, But at least he knows what's going on at that club, right? It's not new to him. But to me, as a non-Chelsea fan, like I'd say 99% of the population of the world, probably more than that, um... It's a bit of a surprise. Now, I kind of thought they'd stick with that Bruno fella. Uh, it's just like an interim role. But they've gone and given Frank Lampard an official like two-month contract till June uh, 
April, April, May, June, till June. Um, just to get them through the season, they've got like 10 games left. I don't know whether anybody is able to confirm how many games they have exactly. Um, but I'm a bit... I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm more than happy for Chelsea to finish right down the bottom of the table. They can be relegated for all I care. Um, so it just make a lot of their players a hell of a lot cheaper. Um, I just find it a really, really weird signing. It's like Todd Bowley doesn't have a clue what's going on. Now, on Monday, I think it was Mon- Monday's, Monday's podcast episode, um, we, we didn't even talk about uh, Frank Lampard coming back to Chelsea. It wasn't even something that crossed our mind because it seems so absurd. And my guest, who has incredible ball knowledge, you have to go listen to that episode. It was so, so good. Uh, it's Wherever you listen to your podcasts, it's there. Uh, Beyond the pitch, the one with the guy on the pitch, not the one in green. Make sure you listen to my one. Um, and what was just a bit strange... Um, yeah, we just did. We just didn't cover Frank Lampard because we just didn't think it was going to be anything that would happen. Now, I the only reason I think that he's been brought in is because he's probably the safest option. Like, if it doesn't go well, they can go. Oh, Frank was only here for two months. Um, you know, things have changed since he's been here. The, the players are used to a different sort of play style. Blah 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 blah. Um, there's a lot of excuses if things don't go well. And if things go amazingly, then it's like, oh, Frank, club legend, look what he's done. We always knew he'd do this. We thank him for his time. But now let's move on to someone long term. Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea if Chelsea went and won 50% of their games, drew another third and then lost the rest of them. I don't even know what the math is for that. But say they've got 10 games. They win five. They draw three, they lose two. That's a pretty good finish for Chelsea, whoever their manager is right now, because they're all just a bit over the place. I wouldn't be completely surprised if they then turned around to Frank Lampard and went, oh my God, you're like the Messiah. Here's a 12-year contract, have 90 million quid, and do you want Messi as well? We'll bring him in for you. It's just, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I woke up and saw Fabrizio Romano tweeting about that, I'd be like, yeah, sort of makes sense because they are. Todd Bowley is absolutely clueless about football, uh, and I think he's just clueless about life, to be honest. Because he's just got a bunch of money put away, and he goes, "I reckon if I just throw cash at them, eventually I'm going to get the right player. Eventually I'm going to get the right manager. It'll work, and uh, we'll win the Carabao Cup." Hurrah! Chelsea are back. Um, so to me, it's all a bit bizarre, but you know what? They can do what they like. Now, realistically, they're probably not going to give Frank a long-term contract. The couple of the managers that they are looking at, which we spoke about on Monday's episode, uh, Luis Enrique, uh, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann. Um, now, Mourinho has been brought into the loop as well. Um, Nuno has been brought in. There's quite a lot of... lot of uh, Poch is apparently still slightly rumoured. There were rumours of Conte. Uh, Thomas Frank... Although, in my mind, Thomas Frank should be Frank Thomas. I know it isn't, because his parents named him Thomas Frank. But for some reason, it makes more sense the other way around. Um, so there's a lot of options out there. Now, the favourite, of course, is Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann. 
they're not two different people. They are the same man. I just don't know how to actually pronounce it. Um, and Luis Enrique, who is desperate to come to the Premier League. Now, I think the latter with Enrique is probably... Uh, I was going to say more of a risk because he's been at uh, international level for quite a few years now. And the style of football is slightly different. Um I mean, even if you just look at the, the England squad, the way that they line up under Gareth Southgate, is just, is there even any team in the Prem that plays like that? Backward football, uh, with no aggression. Actually, even even like the relegation sides don't play like that. So, my point is, is it's, it's a slightly different layout. Now, that might work, bringing that sort of international style. Uh, it might mix things up. I'd be intrigued to see. Uh, I want Luis Enrique to come to the Prem. Uh, of course, he did Managed Barcelona for a little bit, then went to Spain, um, did a couple of stints at Spain. And yeah, bring him to the Prem. Now, of course, uh, I personally think David Moyes is about a, one loss away from going. Uh, of course, Spurs, Chelsea, Leicester all need a manager. Who's going to go where? We spoke about all those options on Monday's episode of the podcast that wasn't live recorded. Um, I just had a guest on. So if you want to know what we think and what my fantastic guest thought, go check that out now. Get on it. Um, and we will move on to... Let's talk a little bit about Messi. Now, if you don't know this bloke, uh, he's a pretty good footballer. Uh, he's been around for a few years. Won a few Ballon d'Or in his time. Uh, obviously currently at PSG, but his contract runs out this summer and it's getting very, very close to signing a new deal. I mean, is in like the deadline to sign a new deal, I guess. Um, they are not close to signing a new deal. Uh, Messi wants to know about the sporting direction or something to do with like the future of the club or whatever. Uh, so he's a bit he's a bit on edge about signing that contract. Now, the biggest contract to come out towards him is from Al-Hilil. Al-Hilal? Hello. Uh, the rivals to Al Nasir, which of course is Cristiano Ronaldo's team. Now they have offered Messi 400 million euros a season. I'm pretty sure it's a season. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, that is stupid money. I mean, Ronaldo going to Al Nasir on, what was it, like 250? Uh, I think it was like 400 for two seasons, right? Now Messi's going to be getting that per season. And their rival teams, to me, that doesn't. It can't get more perfect than that. They finally play against each other again, like Real Barca days. It, you know, they're at the end of their careers. Just let them have it out. I'd love to see what happened. Now, Ronaldo has scored 14 in his last 10 games for Alnacir, but to be completely honest, it's a bit of a D Tech league. Maybe even slightly lower down the alphabet. Uh, no offense to the Saudi league. I'm sure they're lovely people, but the football standards are just not that good. Uh, so I'm not surprised Ronaldo's getting 14 in 10. That's a pretty expected result. I mean, Ronaldo was kind of doing that like in his prime Prem days anyway. So what can you expect? Now, I think out of the two of them, Messi has a longer future in Europe. And he's stated publicly he would like to do a few more years in Europe. And I think we could easily see him win... Uh, a Europa League or a Champions League in his, you know, in the next three years. But he has to pick his club correctly. Um, ironically, I'd say right now, he'd have to go to Real Madrid to have his best chance at like Europa or Champs. 
because Barca are just all over the place. Now, obviously, that is ne- never going to happen. Um, and Barca have stated they'd love him back. Of course, they were. Javi is like, yes, get him back here. We've reached out. We'll give him a contract. They just don't have the money. They're still dealing with financial fair play issues. They are like 300, 400 million debt. I don't know. Maybe more than that. Um, Lewandowski is just having a rough time there as well. They lost. Did they lose 4-0? Or did they win 4-0 in the Copa del Rey? I actually don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, So let me tell you. They lost 4-0, Barca. Yeah, I thought I was correct. Um, Which... It's not an embarrassment. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying it's not an embarrassment to lose 4-0 is because United had lost 4-0 to Brentford at the start of the season. We lost like 7 or 8-0 to Liverpool. Um, so thanks to myself for reminding me of that. Now I'm just going to be depressed the rest of the stream. The point is, it's not the world's worst result, but it is against like your biggest rivals and in the Copa del Rey. So um, yeah, tough, tough, tough time for them. Barca are probably thinking, look, we need to make a lot of money back here. We're in serious debt. Wish we're, we're a bit all over the place. In you know, they lost to United in Europe. Um, they're losing four 0 to Real Madrid. They maybe just need someone to spark that fire in them again. And and Messi would be that person. Do I think he'd go back to Barca? Mm, I don't know. Uh, yes. No, I should probably give you an answer. I'm going to go yes. Uh, or, I don't know. Um, maybe. If you want to find out, just you got to wait. Uh, I think he'll stay at PSG one more year, then do one year at Barca, and then go, then go MLS. There you go. If that happens, if that happens, if he does one more year at PSG, one more year at Barcelona, and then goes MLS, I will. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll I'll, I'll gift someone ten pounds. Uh, and if you want ten pounds, all you have to do is follow. Just like James Harrington. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming along. Uh, very nice to have you here. Stick around. Share it with your friends. Although I'm pretty sure he's just left because my viewer account just went down by one. So just that, mate, came in, followed and popped off again, which is fine. We're just trying to hit that 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 25, you know, which I know I believe you're a fan of. So uh, we're going to talk about boxing, but stick around anyway. You might you might find that you like boxing. Um, Amir Khan has been banned from boxing for two years for having an illegal substance found in his bloodstream called Ostra... Ostrain, Ostrain, Ostrain. I don't know how to pronounce it. O S T R A I N E. Anyway, that was found uh, in him. In him sounds like a weird way to describe it, but it was found in him, I guess, uh, after the Kell Brook fight. Now he did officially retire in May. He hung up the gloves. He said, oh, "I don't really fancy this anymore," which is fair. He's thirty-six, right? And banned for two years. We're certainly not going to see him come back at the age of 38, 39. uh, Unless there's like a super big money fight out there. Or he does an exhibition. Um, I'm sure he'll still be in the gym. But unlikely to see him back in the squared circle. Now, 
Eddie Hearn has come out and said uh, the British Border Control and UCAD, who are people in charge of doing the drug testing, uh, are not fit for purpose. Now, that's a big statement for Eddie Hearn. Uh, both him and obviously Amir Khan have said that, you know, this is false. Uh, he would never cheat knowingly. This isn't something that he would do. Why would he ruin his career like that? His legacy. Now, Amir Khan's had a, quite a few rough years in boxing. He used to be like one of the guys, right? Uh, and he had a bit of a downfall over the last few years. A few pretty bad losses and then sort of finishing off with that Kelbrook defeat where Kelbrook realistically smashed him. Uh, it was a fight we all would have loved to have seen five years earlier. It just never got made. Uh, so it was good to see, you know, for a fan of boxing, for the fan of the both of them. It was good, but it it has kind of put that untasteful taste in my mouth. What's the saying? Nasty taste in my mouth? It's like someone has pissed in my mouth, basically. Uh, and it's kind of ruined the whole vibe for me, uh, which, is, which is a shame to see. I've always been a big fan of Amir Khan. Uh, he was great on Armour Celebrity. Um, now, of course, Eddie Hearn coming out and saying that British Board of Control, which are the guys that organise and give uh, the rights, like the make it legal for all these boxing fights to happen. He's saying that they're not fit for purpose. That's a big call by Eddie Hearn. Um, now, of course, you know, in, in the fair play of things, they can't then go and be like, oh, you're not sanctioned to have this fight. You're not sanctioned to have that fight. They can't really do that. But he's got to be careful because it could dampen Eddie Hearn's reputation if if it then comes out in, say, like four months, uh, four or six months, a year, five years, if uh, Kelbrook, not Kelbrook, Amir Khan willingly took and knowingly took those drugs. Uh, it could really damage Eddie Hearn, but obviously he is very, very confident in his fighter um, that, uh, that he didn't have any sort of conscious decision behind taking that drug. Now, in all fairness, they literally found the tiniest, tiny amount. I was going to show you on screen the amount, but that helps nobody, does it? Because I don't know. I don't know what size it was. So, yeah, it's a bit tough. I think they probably will... I don't know whether they'll, they'll like, fight against it because, like, it's been found. Like, I think they can ask... Sorry, now I keep going like that. Um, I don't have any... I usually, usually have a bottle of water with me, but I haven't got one, so there we go. Uh, you can sometimes ask for your B sample of your blood uh, to be tested, but I imagine it's not going to find anything different. Uh, you know, it's found in the A sample. This is just, it's just, I think it could make things worse for Amir Khan, basically. And yeah, we're all a bit disappointed, but we are realistically going to forget about it. He didn't go out there and smash up. If he went out there and knocked out Kel Brook and smashed him to pieces, then I'd be like, you know, put this man in jail. He could have seriously, seriously harmed someone. Boxing is a dangerous sport in itself. He could have gone out there and killed Kel Brook. But he didn't. And I know it's the whole like, you know, when you cross the road and you don't look both ways and your mum's like, oh, why didn't you look both ways? And you're like, yeah, but I didn't get hit. And they're like, oh, but you could have. And you're like, yeah, but I didn't. It's sort of like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. I'm not actually sure I know what I mean, but hopefully, you know, what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so we'll move on. We'll move on. But look. Still love Amir Khan. He's had some great fights. I've enjoyed watching him over the years. It is a bit of a shame. Bad taste in my mouth about the whole fight. But he, but he didn't then go out there and just destroy Kelbrook. So 
you know, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Big fan of Kelbrook as well. We'd never want to see anyone seriously harmed in the ring. Um, but he's still, realistically, to make it fair for everyone else, he's been found with a substance. I don't care if he's technically re- retired or not. He's been found with an illegal substance in his blood. Ban him. Move on with it. We're not going to see him fight again unless it's an exhibition fight when he's like 40. Um, so it's it's sad, but we move on. Now, a little bit more unboxing. We've got Joe Joyce against Zhang uh, coming up on the 15th of April. What is that, next Saturday? Uh, if it's, I think it's on BT Sport 1. Shout out to BT Sport. I'm not sponsored. Uh, but if they do want to sponsor me, uh, we'll do a little watch along, probably. I'm a big, big fan of Joe Joyce, and I kind of fancy doing some a boxing watch along. We were meant to do one for AJ Franklin, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, so I don't see why we can't do a watch along for this. Now... In my opinion, this isn't a hard fight for Joe Joyce. Uh, Philip Hergovic has already beaten Zhang. Um, pretty sure he knocked him out, or at least won by like TKO uh, last year, I want to say. Yeah. So, if Hergovic can beat him. Now, Hergovic is an up-and-coming fighter. He's a bit older, but he's still kind of exciting. Uh, I imagine we'll see him in there with like an, like an old old number one at some point like Povetkin or uh, Takam or someone like that eventually right which will be a great fight for Hergovic but if Hergovic really if Hergovic in this stage of his, in this stage of his career can beat Zhang Joe Joyce is going to walk through him now I'm a big fan of Joe Joyce um, I I think he would beat a lot of the Supposed top heavyweights out there right now. This man has got a rock-solid chin. I mean rock-solid. Um, and he, he he's not a particularly fast fighter, but he's got some deadly combos. Um, he's really, really ring smart. He is a bit older, uh, which we know. He probably hasn't got the years in the tank to keep going for like four or five more years at the top level. Probably got like two or three, which is fine. Like... He can easily win world titles in that point, in, in that time frame. Uh, and I do think he beats Zhang. I'm going to go within five rounds. Now, of course, it's 12, 12 round fight at heavyweight division. Uh, but I'd say five rounds he beats Zhang uh, by, by TKO or knockout, something like that. So that's the 15th of April. And we will hopefully do uh, a live watch long here. As I believe it's, uh, even if it was on pay per view, I'd, I'd probably still buy it, to be honest. So looking forward to that. Now, Joe Joyce. Last time out, he beat he beat Joseph Parker, which was a very very good win for him. Joseph Parker's a top quali- quality fighter, trains in Morecambe with Tyson Fury. Um, he's had some great fights along along the roads, and big fan of him. Tough defeat for Parker. He's only lost a hat like a couple of times. He's lost to. I was going to say Dillian White, but is it actually is it actually Derek Chisora? Um so let's have a quick look because we want to get our facts right. Um, obviously, he's lost to AJ. AJ won, uh, I believe, one of the belts off him. Uh, da, 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 da. Joseph Backer. Let's have a quick look. Wow. He hasn't lost to any of them. Has he fought either of them? I swear he has. It says here that he's beaten Daniel Dubois as well. Mad. I genuinely did not know that, or did I? No, he hasn't beat 
box wreck is absolutely completely broken. Because he says he's lost to... Says Joe Joyce has beaten Daniel Dubois. But that isn't true because Daniel Dubois has only lost once. Um, and that was to... Look at, the, look at the shine on my face. And that was to Joe Joyce. So, don't know what that's about. Fix your website box, right? You're usually quite credible. My point is, Joe Joyce beat Joseph Parker by KO. And he bought Takam. Bought. He certainly did not buy Takam. He beat Takam two two fights prior, which was a fantastic win. Takam is a serious heavyweight still. Uh, He is a bit old and he's had quite a few defeats along the way. But um, he's been in the ring with AJ and put up a seriously good fight. That was a great fight, actually. I'd love to rewatch that at some point. Maybe I'll rewatch that later. Um, My point is, I think it's going to be pretty easy for Joe Joyce. Uh, But excited for it nonetheless. And we will do a watch along here next next Saturday evening. I'm pretty sure I'm not doing anything. So see you there. Be there or be square. A couple of other fights coming up. Uh, The Tank, Davis, is taking on Ryan Garcia on the 22nd of April. Very, very excited for that. Now, that will be over in America. So the timings might be a bit crappy. I don't imagine I'll do a watch along for that. I'd actually love to, but I just don't know whether many of you are going to be awake. Let me know if you're interested. Put it in the chat. If you're watching this back, DM me on Instagram or, you know, tweet me. Tag me on your tweets if you're watching sport and you want me to review it or watch it or whatever. Tweet me at beyondpitchpod on Twitter. Um, Get involved. I'm always tweeting about all the sport I'm interested in watching. Um, we're going to go through some of my tweets I was tweeting about for the AJ fight shortly. Now, uh, David Garcia is free on your DAZN subscription. Again, free promo there. DAZN, we could work together. I know you. You you might know me. I don't know. Um, big fan of your platform. I do a lot of the, uh, enjoy a lot of the Misfits crossover boxing. We'll do some watch-alongs of those as well. So if anyone from DAZN is listening and wants to hit me up with a, uh, Something tickets or something like that. Highly appreciate it. Uh, that 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 fight is free. No pay per view for uh, UK viewers, which is fantastic. It's literally going to be. God, I hope it lives up to that to the to the hype of it. Tank versus Garcia. Really, really hope it lives up to the hype. This is a fight you don't get. Like it's so unusual to have two men in their prime. They're what like twenty five and twenty six, something like that. Uh, catchweight division, hundred thirty eight pounds. Both heavy hitters, one with ridiculous speed and the other with great combos and power. Um, the first being Garcia and the second being Davis. Davis's power uh, is just unmatched. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. His best win, for my, in my opinion, was against Leo Santa Cruz. Um, obviously, many people argue differently. But for me, at that point of time, it was like June 2021, which is huge for, for, for Davis. Uh, now, of course, he work, works with the uh, Money Mayweather team. Um, and the best win for Ryan, Ryan Garcia was probably against Luke Campbell. Uh, I remember watching that fight back in, also in 2021. Now, I'm sure he's had much better wins. Uh, I'm, I have to be completely honest, I've not watched all his fights. Um, but that Luke Campbell to what, one to me was just such a statement because I went into that fight being like, Luke Campbell's got this. Eddie Hearn, Luke Campbell's got this. Other promoters... Um, you know, everyone was backing, well, I say everyone, a lot of the UK crowd was backing Luke Campbell. I mean, he was our champion. He's absolutely phenomenal fighter. Um, 
And Ryan went in there and his hand speed is just completely unmatched. It's so, so difficult to anyone to avoid. You can't see his punches coming. I mean, literally, blink and you'll miss it. He is insane. And as I said, you do not get this fight between two people in their prime, in their youth. It just doesn't happen. And it is so exciting. Genuinely, I'm hyped. Uh, And on the 22nd of April, do not... Well, I guess it'll be the 23rd for us because it'll be like 5am, 4am in the morning. Uh, But I swear to God, no one speak to me because I'm going to be so zoned in. Uh, Really, really excited. If, If people are interested in me doing a live stream for that, let me know. I'm going to put a clip of this probably out on TikTok, my Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If you're interested and if you want to join a watch along of me for the Tank versus Garcia fight, 22nd of April, let me know because we'll do it 100%. I want to do the sports and the shows that you guys want to watch. So let me know and uh, we'll definitely do that. Now let's talk about let's talk about AJ versus Franklin. AJ won uh, by unanimous decision over 12 rounds against Jermaine Franklin last Saturday. Uh, now, if you don't follow my Twitter account, I was tweeting a lot about this. Um, so go follow. Don't sure, make sure you don't miss out on anything I've got to say. Um, AJ looked okay. He looked a bit... I'm going to be completely honest here. He looked a bit nervous. He looked a bit on edge. You know, It was a huge fight for him. Okay, the competition wasn't the hardest in the world. But huge in the fact that if he lost, that's his career done. Now, there was a lot of people, commentators saying... It would take him two years to get back. He could maybe make his way up the world rankings again and get a mandatory fight in like two years' time. For me, career done and dusted. You can't come off the back of three defeats, two to Usyk, one to Franklin and go, want that Fury fight. Even though it would sell out Wembley, it would get two million pay-per-view buys at 25 quid a pot. And in the US, it's like triple that. Their pay-per-views are ridiculous. Um, you just wouldn't get, just wouldn't get, uh, wouldn't get the fight. It's not going to be signed because realistically, AJ would then deserve about 5% of the prize money, uh, which he's obviously not going to take. Now, he said recently, um, we'll go through my thoughts of the fight in a moment. He said recently, he's only doing it for the money now, which is, I hated hearing that. Like, I'm a fan of AJ because he's a British boxer and I want I do want him to do well. I always want British boxers to do well. But I've said time and time again that he's not as good as people make him out to be. That doesn't mean that I don't like him. It just, I got a bit of stick for this. Um, I, t- I was tweeting about it and I had someone messaging me. I was like, I'd, I just, I still like him and I want him to win his fights. But he's not as good as people make him out to be. And he would lose to Fury easily. Even if he won the fights against Usyk, I'd say he loses to Fury. I've always said that. Now, there was a lot of people before that said that he'd give Fury a good run for his money. Certainly not now. You cannot say that now. That just isn't anything that would happen. Um, So, as I said, he looked okay against Franklin. But that AJ we saw in the ring would lose to Joe Joyce. He'd lose to Fury. He'd lose to Wilder. He'd lose to White, which is a potential summer fight that's on the cards. Um, he'd lose to... I think Daniel Dubois would push him. Would really, really give him a run for his money. I think... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the youngsters that would probably run him for his money. Now, maybe just because of his ring knowledge, that's probably all the people that would beat him right now. 
I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there that would beat him, but that's just heavyweight boxing. Things can change in the matter of one punch. Um, I'm just going to go through some of my tweets from the night because uh, I'm intrigued to sort of go over what I said. Now, now to me, he just looked, as I, I said this right earlier, he just looked a bit on edge. He looked a bit uncomfortable. And you're going to be, you know, you're coming off the back of three losses in five fights. Um, you know, big losses as well. He got absolutely battered by Andy Ruiz out in Saudi. And he got bulldozed by Usyk in their first fight. And he looked better in their second fight, but just didn't change the game up enough. Um, he's in it with his third coach in three fights with Derek James now, who's I think is a fantastic, fantastic coach. He works with Errol Spence. Um, so give them time. I think AJ could be a real contender again. Um, uh, for big boxing fans, you know Derek James is what he can do. Um, he'll really bring AJ down to his roots of the boxing. Not try and make it too complicated. He's not going to try and change anything about AJ's style. He's not going to get him ducking and diving. He's not going to get him throwing left hooks, you know, out in the middle of nowhere and big swooping overhand rights like um, like Andy Ruiz or anyone like that. Like, that's just not going to happen. You're going to get your standard one, two, three punch combo from AJ. Your traditional, the man that took down... Klitschko, the man that took down um, Charles Martin, who destroyed all of the belt holders he's taken the belts off. That is the AJ you're going to get back. Give him three fights, and I genuinely think he'll be a real contender, but he'll still lose to Fury. Um, so I know I've bigged him up there and then brought him back down, but he would then go out, I think, and beat a lot of people. Now, I think on the cards, Joe Joyce is definitely down the line for AJ. That'd be a great fight, great British bust up um dylan white i think will probably happen this summer because that's a huge fight um aj sort of needs to get his name not his name back out there because he's still one of the biggest people but i think that dylan white fight would really hype up fury for christmas time like december 20th that's like that well last year i'm pretty sure that was a saturday which is like prime time everyone's in the christmas mood get the fight on have dylan white in the summer if dylan white beats fury beats eight beats fury beats aj let Fury and White run it back. If AJ beats White, let them have it on. I think the winner has to have Fury. Um, there's only so many fights that AJ can lose and that Fury fight still be exciting to me. Um, but anyway, we're waffling. Let's talk about what I was thinking throughout the fight. Now, I had it a lot closer than some of the judges, which probably shows my lack of boxing knowledge or the bias of their judges. Just saying, just saying. Um, let's go round by round. Uh, well, after round one, I just said, how are we feeling? I said, uh, round two, much better movement from AJ. Hand speed looks good, but Franklin's done some damage to his nose. Is it broken? There was a lot of blood coming from AJ's nose. Um, so I was a little bit concerned whether that might cause some issues. You know, that's a, that's a lot of stinging. If you've ever been punched in the nose, um, or just hit in the nose, that's a stinger. Really, it really makes your eyes water up. Um, obviously they are heavyweight boxes, so they're not going to cry about it, but you know what I mean. Um, then what are we round three here? Um, I was saying how good Franklin was, uh, looking, he really took it to AJ really. He was not shy at all. He really brought the heat. Um, Franklin was well up for it in the, in the fourth round screaming, let's go at AJ in the middle of the rounds. Um, and I was tweeting about it there. I would like to see Franklin given another chance at just big fights. 
Uh, he's lost two and two now. Uh, obviously, most recently AJ, and then lost a split decision to Dylan White, which I thought was a bit tough actually. Um, but he's a he's a great fighter. A year ago, he was working in a factory, working two jobs, you know, boxing, and he couldn't dedicate himself to boxing. Uh, now he can. He's got good money. His family are secure, which you'd love to see. Um, and I would just, yeah, I would like to see him on some big cards again. Put him in with like Philip Hergovich or something. That'd be a great fight. Because uh, he only had 14 pro fights. Um, well, 16 pro fights, I think now. Um, uh, then round five, I was saying AJ up on the cards, maybe 4-1. Uh, but some judges could see it closer. I thought the judges would see it closer. Um, I think AJ was given 12 of 12, 12 of 12, and 11 of 12. Excuse me. Or it might have been 11 of 12, 11 of 12, and then 12 of 12. So they really gave Franklin absolutely nothing, which I think was so harsh. Then Franklin, with the overhand rights, made his way back into the fight, brought up to 4-3. AJ's favour. Uh I was talking about the commentary was really winding me up. They weren't giving Franklin the recognition that he deserved. Um, I thought he fought really well. I mean, look, he is not as talented as AJ. If you go down to the roots, he just isn't. That's AJ's ring knowledge is insane. He is a two-time heavyweight world champion. But they just weren't giving Franklin the love that he deserved. He was really He really turned up in that fight. I thought he offered a lot more than people expected. He didn't get put away. Everyone was like, oh, he'll knock him out in like... Five or age or like knock him out in like five, six rounds. Man went twelve rounds, took some heavy hits and and rocked AJ a little bit at points. AJ took a step back and was surprised by his punch power. So I was really, really impressed. Um I said Franklin closing it in for me. Uh five four in AJ's favour. How the hell Tony Bellew has it up nine nil? Genuinely had no idea. At that point, ninth round, Franklin had at least at least two rounds. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the rounds were. I'm going to say third and fifth, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Um, but I was like, he has to have won those. Then AJ sort of pulled away at that point. Franklin maybe started to tire. AJ just um, just has his... It's like riding a bike, realistically, for boxers. He just knew how to let it keep rolling. He was in favour with the judges, just landing nice combos, nothing too serious, wasn't getting caught up or anything. Um, I think AJ should have used his size and weight a bit more. He was a hell of a lot heavier than Franklin, who'd lost 20 pounds from his fight um, against Dylan White. That's not in cash, that's in weight. Um, And AJ was the much bigger man by about three or four inches. I think he should have really bought it to Franklin, you know, literally laying on him almost. Try to tie him out a bit quicker. And then I think that maybe he could have then got the knockout. Sort of the 8th, ninth, 10th round. If, if he tired Franklin out a bit earlier on. Uh, but yeah, I tweeted. Tonight's AJ loses to Fury, White, Wilder, Wilder, Wilder and Joyce, in my opinion. A lot more improvement needed if he wants world titles back. But a good improvement nonetheless. Nonetheless, which I think is fair. Let me know what you think. Uh, down in the comments below. Uh, reach out to me, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Let me know what you thought of AJ. Which fighters does he beat? In my opinion, not many of like the traditional top five at the moment uh, in the heavyweight scene. But uh, give him a few more fights with uh, Derek James and he could maybe win a belt before he hangs the gloves up, which uh, would be great to see because it mixes up, the, mixes up the, um, the heavyweight market a bit more, makes this fight a bit more interesting. 
Now, we're just going to wrap things up. The Masters has kicked off. Um, very, very excited for that. We will be covering it a little bit over the next few weeks. few weeks. Um, next few podcasts. Uh, question, do you reckon we'll see Simple Simon versus General G in the UFC soon? Trust in it. Um, tell you what. Uh, it's Simple, si- Simple Simon had a fight, didn't he? I'm pretty sure Simple Simon had a fight. Um, General G is so out of shape at the moment. Um I did see that someone... Let's have a quick look at... Shout out to Happy Promo on um, uh, Twitter. Is it Happy Promo? What are they called? Pro, um, what's that... Uh, what's that? That uh, It's by that guy. Oh, what's his name? Happy, It's Happy Punch, isn't it? Punch. Happy Punch Promo. They tweeted out earlier... Something about, of course, we've got KSI against Joe Fournier coming up in May. We'll probably do a watch along for that, I imagine. Um, they did a mention about Jake Paul will be making his uh UFC debut this year. Well, not UFC, MMA debut this year, apparently. Um, What did they tweet about? I saw someone, they were like, oh, it's in potential for this fight to happen. I don't know. I'm sorry, people. Can't find it. Uh, I saw Blueface, Blueface baby, uh, back in the ring, uh, sparring some people, which is probably just to defend himself against his girlfriend, who's a bit of a maniac. Don't come for me, but she genuinely terrifies me. Uh, We got distracted by sea police there. So thanks for that, mate. Um, the Masters is starting up um, very excited we'll cover as much of it as we can over the next few podcasts uh, so follow subscribe all of that stuff follow all my social especially the Twitter we're always tweeting out about sport on there and all the things I'm watching now don't underestimate Tiger Woods God I would love it if he was to win the Masters um, I'd go absolutely nuts Um Maybe we'll do we'll do a podcast and have the Masters on at some point, just in the background. Um, I think it'd be quite fun. SpongeBob versus Patrick, who wins? We all know that it's Patrick. That man is an absolute unit. Um, now, the F1. The F1 in Australia just happened on Sunday morning. Um, it was absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. We'll watch the race highlights here probably in the next few days uh we'll do another full f1 podcast during the break there's like a three or four break three or four week break now until azerbaijan on the 30th 30th of april i want to do a lot of watch along for that it is my birthday that day so i'll see potentially uh the races at like uh is lightning mcqueen in p1 no uh ciao it's at like 12 o'clock that Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So I might like midday. So I might do a watch along. Let me know if you really want me to watch it. And if you guys are excited, then we'll 100% do it. We're also going to be playing a lot of the F1 game on this channel. Uh, I want to play a few like sport games. Uh, I'm a bit of a gamer. Shout out to all my gamers out there. Um, I feel like that was a bit of a cringe sentence. But the point is, I'm going to be playing the games anyway. So I might as well stream it and you guys can come along. So we'll do some of the F1 game and we'll talk about F1. We'll do a bit of FIFA, maybe. I don't know. 
talk about football, uh, whatever games, sport games you want me to play. I've got NBA, I've got 2K. Uh, I'm not very good at it, but we can play that. Uh, I want to get Madden. I want to play that. I want to be good at that. I'm pretty sure there's a golf game out there. There's lots. We can play lots of things. I'm very excited. Got lots going on, on the podcast uh, and on this channel, Beyond the Pitch, on Twitch. If you're listening to this back on Spotify, Apple, go follow the Twitch account now. All you have to do is sign up to a Twitch account if you don't have one and click follow on my account. That's all it does. Uh, it doesn't cost you any money. It's completely free, but it really helps me out. Follow the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all linked below, wherever you're listening or watching. I appreciate all the love as usual. Thank you very much for coming along. Uh, this will be out as a podcast episode if you've missed it and you want to listen to it on the go. be coming out tomorrow evening, so Friday evening. Um, happy Easter. Easter weekend, I'm unfortunately not streaming this weekend because it is Easter with all the family and all that. But uh, appreciate the love and uh, I'll catch you guys in the next